You're listening to the Three Shelf Podcast with special guests Justin DeNiro and Lily Lefebvre. So, I had you guys watch three movies. I picked a, a I, I, I think I picked a great selection here. Oh, you brought them all. Yes, I do. Um, That's a cool, very question. Do you just happen to have these or did you buy them for this? Oh, you had them, right? I, well, let me explain. Okay, okay, okay. I, some of them I bought, some of them were like in my collection already. Um, our first movie, my favorite movie of all time now, I can officially say it. It's Paul Thomas Anderson's Boogie Nights. All right, guys, so what do you think of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's Boogie Nights? Just general thoughts. Um, I know you've seen it like many times. So yeah. How many times have you seen it? I've seen it, I think the first time I saw it was like a year ago. And how many times have you seen it since? You, would you uh, at least like twenty five times? That's that's a lot. I've, I don't think I've ever seen any movie twenty five times. I've put it on like right before I've gone to sleep. It's like, like a comfort at, like yes. background movie. And especially the first the first half of it is just so the fun. Se- the second half is not comforting. The second yeah, half. Yeah, by the time I'm, I'm I'm like by the time I get we then, get to that I'm already, you're already like, asleep. I'm already asleep. I've probably seen it like back to back like you know the entire thing maybe like five times in total. But um. What are your like general thoughts on it right. though? General thoughts. I think I've seen at this point every Paul Thomas Anderson movie besides Magnolia and Hard Eight, right? So I think that's like eight out of ten, I guess, or something you like seen that. Magnolia? I haven't seen Magnolia. That's on my list to that see. That might also. You like that one Is too, it I think. How many movies has he made? Ten? He's made nine. Nine. So okay, seven out of nine. But I feel like seeing like more of his like later works and then going back to seeing this which is obviously one of his earlier movies it's like i mean i feel like he has a lot of distinct qualities throughout like all of his movies but i feel like this really brought them home for me like i feel like i could connect the dots with this movie to all of his like to all of his other movies in a way where it feels like between a movie like it's um, it's like his greatest hits before yeah, even that's before saying, even yeah. like like there will becomes, be blood you know all and, his isms are are here definitely. but like not there will be licorice blood pizza and yeah there will be blood and licorice pizza have like nothing in common but right. i feel like you can kind of compare this is like of the his, link yeah of everything all, it makes sense movies. you know yeah. i feel like this is the movie that people will remember him by besides there will be blood but this this one to me just seems like the most fun the most and rewatchable like the most iconic too this is iconic yeah. this movie is iconic well how many have you seen well i guess um, you don't know off the top of your head. um i saw what's the one where they're on the boat the master, oh, the, master. the master i saw yeah, I licorice pizza i saw hmm, what else i know i've seen, seen other punch ones. drunk love yep i love that one you, you see most of his movies then yeah basically yeah i haven't seen there will be blood oh, okay but, which you have to say yeah i mean do you like this better than there will be blood i don't know <clears throat> i mean i just made the comment where it's like you can kind of draw a link between this and all these other movies but uh-huh. also at the same time it's kind of like comparing apples to oranges because the first half of this movie is like so far away from there will be blood that it feels like it's he's he's you, you see the isms here that you see yeah. in other movies but he's playing in two different wheelhouses for sure that it's almost yeah. hard to compare my heart wants to say like boogie nights is better boogie nights is probably more entertaining to watch and the characters oh, you def- can connect probably to watch. definitely more entertaining but, to but watch. i feel like with the thing with the there will be blood is, is that it's more of like a uh a sophisticated film it makes sense boogie nights is one of his first films mm-hmm. i mean which is crazy i think Wait, I saw that he was 26. He was 26 when he made this. Like, That's how crazy. is that even possible? I don't. I don't know. He a lot of hard work. He made a he made a documentary 
called the Dirk Diggler story before this, and he made it when he was like in se- like seventeen years old. He oh, has wow. one of the actors, the guy who plays the Colonel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he plays a uh, Jack Horner in it, and it's I haven't seen it, but like it it it's crazy that like this is a this is coming from a brainchild of like a seventeen year old when yeah. you really think about it. So was this his second film then, and then mm-hmm. the oh, other one was his yeah, first? Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, drama with his first film well just to finish that statement yeah. i just wanted to say that um there will be blood or like phantom threat in my opinion are more like elegantly made okay does it have to do with the subject matter though? i mean it's partially the subject matter but it's it's partially the wardrobe the, mm. like, the costume design the the setting i think the actors too i mean well book Nights has phenomenal cast i mean yeah I think with like That's I think the Daniel Day Lewis in any movie is, is always going to make a movie feel like incredibly cinematic. There's one thing about this that I I'll say that it that it like it might be a point off for it. It it's it's super inspired by a It's a more punk film. Scorsese. It's like it's, it's like super, saying that Pope it, it's, def, it's definitely like a more of a 90s movie than it is than like it's a product of its time in a way. More than like there will be blood, more than oh, like, yeah, the yeah, master yeah. and stuff it's like that. Definitely more of a product of its time. I feel like yeah. there will be blood or any of us, you know, any of those movies will be kind of something like it reminds forever. me a little bit of like Days and Confused and shit like that, like the type of like nostalgia that was going on yeah. in the seventies, like the that seventies show and stuff. Well, like in that the nineties, based on the in the nineties, yeah. based on the seventies. That's what I mean. Um, Lily, what are, what are your thoughts on on this movie? I loved it. Um, I loved how it felt like. The beginning was so lighthearted and carefree, and then it like after that one scene, you know, like the iconic scene where he goes in and he shoots himself and yeah, I guess his that, wife. I, obviously, for everyone watching, yeah. there's oh, gonna yeah. be spoilers. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I already covered it. Like oh, you did? all the movies okay. we're gonna talk about. Go on, Lily. Um, so I just liked how it was. It became super serious, and then it. I feel like at the at the end, it didn't go back to as lighthearted as it was in the beginning. It felt, if anything, more like nostalgic and like melancholy yeah Yeah. like Um, the feeling really like stuck with me at the end and i just love how i really did feel every emotion when i was watching it like the beginning i was super happy and then when you saw all the intense things happening like in the middle like nail biting and it was also kind of depressing and then the end was super nostalgic and like melancholic so I really I love the I ending, love by the way. Yep. Oh, yeah, the Beach Boys song. God, that one, Perfect that song. one. See, we watched that. We actually, when we finished we it, we twice. watched that. See, we like went back it's and watched so that good. scene again because it so was good. just so it's good. You know, the opening shot has always been one of the many things that never ceases to impress me about this film. It's one of the biggest flexes in cinematic history. In one continuous, unbroken Steadicam shot, the camera goes from atop a crane across the street into the nightclub, across the dance floor, multiple times with dozens of dancing extras. So there were eight takes on this particular shot. I got my cables caught on the crane on one take. I got hit by an extra going into the club on one take. We forgot to speed ramp from 24 to 40 frames at the end of one take. There were five prints. Only one of those was usable. And the reason for that was because the lighting for Mark Wahlberg at the end of the shot came in from behind the camera. So it came in across the dance floor and the cords powering those lights were dragged across through the extras. And only on one occasion did all the lights get there at the right time. So there is only one usable take. We got that opening shot. We got to meet like seven of the characters in like four minutes. Yeah, because they were and, all at the table. And then yeah. he was like, Dirk did well, most of Let's talk about the this. Wait, we'll talk about Dirk right now. All right. Mark Wahlberg. What is your opinion on him as in general as an actor? It's weird because like 
I mean, I've always respected him, but I've never like been blown away by him as he an was actor. amazing in this. But like, he I was can't, great. dude. I can't. He's he is Dirk Diggler. Yeah, yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson's first choice was DiCaprio. Yeah, which is odd. I read that after, which yeah. I could never, I could not I picture could that. You could, I could see, see it. That. I can't picture that. No, at all. Could, it wouldn't have done. It wouldn't. I don't late nineties DiCaprio. No, he's late too 90s. clean cut looking. No. He is too clean cut. World like, has I feel an like, uh, you know that guy who replaces Dirk. Uh, forget his name. Yeah. Uh, John yeah. Doe, whatever. Yeah. I feel like that. W- that that's kind of what like Leo's vibe. Yeah. Was. That yeah. would have been perfect. But, you know. But, but that, for that, for Leo to be Dirk Diggler, no. it wouldn't have worked. I don't think. This is okay. This is what's. This is what makes Mark Wahlberg perfect for this role. It's. It's his face. It's his eyes. Yeah, I, I know yes, you mean. and I guess he I, is perfect. I, I thought as Dirk did have a lot of emotion behind his eyes, though. Yes, but, but like, not not many, not much behind it. Like he's not thinking much up there when I look at his eyes. I don't. I disagree. Really? I I guess why I thought he was such a good actor in this movie because I felt like like externally he was like kind of like a hot wire, but like. I, I always felt like there was he has passion. Going on There's behind. passion with him, and you could you he, see he, he the likes, passion from what happens. He, loves, in the he beginning. likes what he's doing, but I can't say with a straight face that he is like a smart guy. No, that no. he knows exactly what's going on with his life. I'm not saying that, he's a smart guy or he's on the right track, but I think he 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 has emotion. He's a, he's he's somewhat of an emotional guy. Well, like there, I, comes oh across. yes, the scene when he's like when he's crying with his no, mom. No, I don't and, even mean. I I just mean like even in a more like subtle moment. I feel like his face and body language does a good job of, of also like portraying that like a real tryhard like yeah. rock landers yeah. like yeah but, but he's also like kind of nice about it too though he's like does this feel good for you like is everything okay like well, he really likes he, what he's doing that's what i'm saying he's he not really just like a like an alpha male like no no he's, he's but like, he's he like, does he does turn into like that yeah with but the that, meth and that's also the cocaine and stuff, and stuff yeah too. that's a lot of the drugs but which I mean, by the way amber that's her fault that is her fault <laughs> not a great mom is she not a great mom i think that performance yeah as amber waves it's like what she's doing is she's like playing like this heartbreaking, but like I, I pity her more than anything else. It's so sad that like oh that this... one scene like at the end when she gets out of court. Mm-hmm. Oh, heartbreaking! Really, yeah. And like what she does, like she's like you can tell that she's like fucked up the yeah. entire movie. She's on something the entire movie, and the way she plays it, and her bad acting in the porno scene. I think that she's also walking a very tight rope because she's she's trying to play this like almost like a sex symbol in a way because yeah you know, she's a porn but like a motherly figure like too. a motherly figure yeah. even yeah. outside of like when she was talking to roller girl in that one scene and roller yeah. girl said will you be my mom like i love well, that scene so much I, I, yeah. that that might be my favorite like moment in this movie really she's being motherly but also they're like having, no she's no it's like she is She's milf. But yeah, she is milf. <laughs> and, and, like, and like, but she's no, but the perfect she, milf. She's, she's the per. She's yeah. sexy. No, but she's literally the mom. Like she's, she's like, like she's like the perfect age too. And like, and she just the way she plays she, it, man, it's so good, heartbreaking. She does and she's a like, good job at being their actual mom. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like she, she's not. It's not just like in a sexy way. Like she actually is their mom. Yeah, I feel yeah, like in yeah. a way. Like like you could just tell based she, on well, how they talk. Of the whole, and she definitely cares about like all of them in a maternal way. Uh, Louise Guzman. I don't even remember who. I don't even know. Yeah, who was He's it? the Puerto Rican. Hey! Uh, hey! Oh, wait, the scene when Jackie Jack, Jackie Jack. <laughs> hey! I the scene that. at the end when they when he opens his own club and then um, it's like Red Quell. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was like was Nike. Funny. It was something, and it was like I thought that was so funny. Um, only thing I have to say about him is there's a funny deleted scene with him. Well, you know how he's talking about how he wants to be in a movie. Yeah. yeah. There's a deleted scene where he's with uh, Roller Girl, and he's like, he's like 
in the bedroom and he's getting ready for his scene. And he's like, I'm so nervous. And like, it's because he has a small dick. Uh, they didn't say that wasn't in the movie. At all, <laughs> they didn't really. put it in the movie. I don't know. I don't think it would have flowed. His I'd... only scene in the, he's, he was. No, actually... he's in, he's in, a, he's in a few scenes. No, but his scene in one of the porns. It's like a bartender. He's just a bar. He doesn't actually do anything. It's great. He made it in the movies though, I guess. Yeah, he made it big. He got it. got his wish. Uh, I think he had a crush on Amber too. Yeah. Always I been, he's like, he's always talking to Amber. Um, who, by the way, that's her, her, uh. Her son calls the the in the party. That's that that's that's her. And he picks up. Yeah, he picks yeah. up. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Wait, scene. I, I was a little confused about that because her son calls, but she's also very, she's she's just doing coke at a party. Yeah. But her no one can call, find her. Like they didn't even no know. Could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's using her actual name, not Amber. Amber Waves is not oh, a real yeah. name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I didn't even get that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's it's crazy. Doing. She, and does, she was, doesn't even know her real name. Oh, I didn't. Um, even, yeah, I didn't even get that. But um, we meet. Roller girl, yeah, Heather Graham, her. love love Roller Girl. That um, scene when she was cut. kicking his head in there, oh like yeah, that, that was really, really intense. That was really dark. I mean, I know obviously like the the drugs played like a really big part, definitely, to, to her making her do that. And obviously like that part of the movie, everyone was doing questionable things, but like she like borderline she killed could, that. Guy. I I. I I think she did. I I don't like, know. They just drove didn't off. Say, and didn't but say it seemed anything. like it. Like he, the way she. He like, was alive when she left, but like you, we don't... roller skates could really tell someone. Yeah. How did she? How was she able to kick too with the roller skates on? She wears them twenty four. That's great. Yes, <laughs> she's skills. used to it. At she this she point. doesn't take them off. Ever. She she never takes them off. Who else do we meet? We meet John C. Riley. Mm. I like him I a lot. I fucking love I like John C. Riley. He's. Everything that comes out of his mouth in okay, this movie. But I feel like John C. Rowley could sometimes get typecast in later films as John C. As Rowley. this. No, but I feel like in this movie was... His typecast is perfect, though. It fits. But within this movie, it wasn't... I didn't just feel like I was watching like a typical John C. Riley performance. Yeah, it was like him. It's John C. Riley as a porn star. He like You believe him as I a porn like star. I feel like he had more of a, like an emotional center than he usually has. I know you films. like his poem? Oh, yeah. Don Cheadle as the yeah. cowboy... I loved him. Too. You texted me when you were watching it that you, like you yeah. dug his fits. Yeah, I don't know why everyone hated his cowboy fits. I thought I rocked with them so much. But I didn't it like the in, one though. when he was wearing that wig. Oh, it looks uh, a little. I wanted to be a uh, Rick James <laughs> yeah, for a second there. His I don't cowboy know. fits were way better than that. Yeah, but people were he trashing changed, on him. He, he changed got, for he the audience. A new look. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like the cowboy cowboys look, are out. Westerns are out. You know, westerns out. He needed kung fu. He needed Dirk Diggler. I feel like the the western was out was also like trying to be like symbolic of the times and yeah like, the western movies were it not was definitely, popular it was at definitely the time. more of a like it wasn't just about the fashion i feel like i feel like he really liked the country music too he was really yeah. selling on, on but that. I, I guess i feel like paul thomas anderson was also just doing like a, a time capsule of like oh this is where we so, are and here yeah, yeah in, in the i remember they mentioned star wars yeah, he's like have you seen star wars yeah. john c Riley's like I, everyone looks like it says i look like a han solo i'm like no he does not at all uh, i talk about dark he just seems like a a pretty nice guy. Like he's like I said, he's always thoughtful. He always asks if, if I'm yeah. doing this right, does it look good on camera? Could, like, there's a lot of times in this movie where he could be like a complete dick. Yeah. Especially towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I I mean I'm not ever justifying. I mean like I know people do too many drugs and it changes your vibe, but like. But like you felt bad for him legitimately when it's like you honestly feel like oh damn this is like. A, but it's like, like a, I feel for him when more like a lost puppy kind of thing. It's not really like he he's yeah. not in command of the driver's seat when he's acting like that. It's clearly the drugs Which, talking. By the way, he didn't want to take the drugs. What the was the place. song that was playing during that scene when he does cocaine? Driver's seat. Ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> love that song. Great soundtrack. The soundtrack. The was soundtrack great. in this movie 
best soundtrack i think every single song goes perfectly it's cut perfectly with with one another even on this dvd even on this dvd wait can i see like the yeah, cover art this is actually a french uh dvd cool. of of the of what made you get that one I, it was the cheapest one um and it had it has a it, paul thomas anderson's commentary which oh like on the, the disc yeah it, it really is like one of the most funniest commentaries ever maybe someone else would want to meet uh you know robert de niro or Tom Hanks or something. I wanted to meet John C. fucking Riley. I can stare at that fucking face all day long. And I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like that. You know what? I gotta take a fucking piss so bad that I can't even think. But like what I was saying, uh, the the scene selection they'll just go by the the song. Yeah. And yeah, you, you can just choose like what 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 scene you want by based the song. Based on the song. That's based pretty cool. Because yeah. each you, I like remember if you played the song, I would like know what yes, scene it was in. Exactly. Yeah. Paul Every... Thomas Anderson's also just like a, I know he's like known for pretty mm -hmm. dramatic works. Yeah. But he's also a funny guy. I mean, his wife is Maya Rudolph, who's a comedian. You know. So True. he has, dude. He has all his movies have yeah a, a sense of yeah. humor. Even There Will Be Blood. Yeah, exactly. There's scenes in There Will Be Blood that I I, I crack up to. Um, William H Macy's character. When we go back home, we see him and his wife is <laughs> is getting fucked, and he has like the funniest reaction I've ever heard in a movie. Yeah. Um. So I didn't have it spoiled. I didn't know exactly what was gonna happen or the way it was gonna happen, but I knew something happened around that point of the movie at that party with William H. Well, I wasn't sure if it was William H. Macy or if it was with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm -hmm. I knew it was one of them. Oh, there's kind of both of them. That they they, yeah. they both they both are like at the the valley of their life at that moment, I think. But I, I knew there was like some turning point in that scene. I don't remember where I saw it, but I knew something about that. So I guess I had a different experience watching it because I feel mm -hmm. like I, I felt the tension Building. with William H. Macy I, in the very first scene. And I feel like on a rewatch, once yeah. you get to that scene, you're like, once oh. Then you boy. kind of pick up little things yes. that you didn't see like, and, the first time. That, that party scene, I think that might be my favorite party scene in the movie. There's multiple party scenes, but I think well, that one has the most. The most impactful. Yeah, yeah. Most and that's the best song, too. Drive a seat. It's so loud when they kick it in. And uh, that's when you meet, like, other characters that, like, play bigger parts later on, like Todd Parker. Uh, he's the guy who does the cocaine thing. Mm. We get some. But, um, yeah, so William H. Macy, underrated actor, uh, underrated role. Um one other thing I, was, I mentioned before we move on is he never smiles until he puts a bullet in his mouth throughout the whole movie. Really? Yeah, you never see him smile yeah, until like the moment he puts a bullet in his mouth. And also, when he gets out of the nightclub, he gets he has a ticket. So just nothing goes right for him. Uh... Oh, and also, I'm sorry, my wife has an ass in her cock in the driveway, Kurt. Yeah. I feel like no one takes his character seriously, yeah, too. No, He's the DP. Like, whenever he talks to anyone... I feel bad. They just kind He's of really like running the show off. too. When you think about it, yeah. you know, when you look at all the films, they're way more high quality when he's still alive. Um, well, that's also because of the film. Yeah, the film thing. thing. But uh, I think secretly he's he was really running the show. I don't think Jack was doing much and sort of you know he's just like casting. Uh, yeah. Because I he's always like, well, also, we got we got the lights. We we'll shoot tomorrow. We got we got we got, we got you know he's like always like that. And but Jack wants to look behind me out like. I feel like no, like people take Jack seriously just from his yeah. his air and his he's the, he's the auteur. Yeah, he's the auteur. Um, his outfits, his like neckties. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, Dirk's mom, what's her deal? Yeah, I that's mean, mommy issues right there. I kind of, I, I have a theory. What's your theory? I think she's into him. I think she has is a weird incest thing going on there. I can see it. I 
I'm always thinking, like, why the hell is she so mad at him? It's like, why is she so mad about him just going off and like, it could be that, or it could be, you know, uh, that how his uh, how like she thinks that she's in the porno industry. But I feel like she would address that way more up front. No, the mom you know? doesn't even know if she's in the porn. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying, like, why is she so fixated on like him having okay. like? That was one of the things. Like, I really like this movie a lot. Mm -hmm. But that. I'm mixed on how I feel about the mom stuff. The mom stuff? Because I feel like part of me likes how once he goes off to do porn and all that, I like how his other earlier, like his, the rest of his life kind of disappears. Right. And I like how they don't show any of his home stuff anymore because he's in a whole different world now. But at the same time, it's like, we don't really understand the mom's Why? motivations or anything. It's, it just feels a little random. It, it does. It does. But like, it's like that's his and even Paul motivation. Thomas Anderson said himself on the commentary that he, he wished he could flesh out uh, the mom a little bit more it's like, it, it just looked to me it just looked like an abusive like relationship i, just, I don't think yeah, it, but dirk's whole motivation for i mean not his whole but a big part of his motivation for doing porn and like he's just left wanting a whole he had nothing new life left. is because to prove his he, mom wrong oh yeah but he didn't he just didn't have much going for him in his home life and well it's like the only thing he could do his that's dad the only didn't thing. seem yeah. like a bad guy though oh his dad let's talk about his dad <laughs> Has two lines is one of the most depressing characters I've ever seen in well, my he's life. He's clearly just in an he, unhappy marriage and bored with that, his job. One whatever, shot you know. is when like he's arguing with his mom and he's just sitting there slumped up. He's fully clothed too. It's not yeah. like he's ready to go to bed. He's just sitting there. I just feel like the oh, scenes with the mom were really great scenes, and it felt like it felt random though, right? No, not in the beginning. I feel like it felt impactful. It just felt random how it just never it was never explored. Yeah. But again, I don't mind how it wasn't explored later because. I appreciate how it was like kind of differentiating before and after. I just wish that maybe they would have explored it more in the beginning or showed some sort of meaning. I just feel like I, it made his kind of desire to to branch out into the world born. feel like well, I mean not necessarily. I mean, I don't think everybody who goes in the porn needs some big motivation. Here's the thing though, like I would that, I would I would they paint they the film painted it that way. I would so have a really bigger issue with the mom thing. And I really it's not like I even do have an issue with the mom thing cuz it's only two scenes. It's, it would that, it would be a bigger issue if 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 the movie was only about dirt. But that's that's low key the backbone of the whole story though. That's the like dirt six that's story. What, that's what kicks yeah. it off. Which is that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, the the fight. I think I think that like the fight was great though. And I don't this, think it, I think it just was. He's so mean. Like her mom is so mean to. I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure she likes Diggler. I'm pretty sure she has a thing for his son, and she's kind of angry about that. It's it's. I think it's incestual. Speak, I think it's 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 deeper of than that. Dark bedroom scenes. The one scene when the camera's like moving around his bedroom and stuff. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. that was that was a great <laughs> scene. Yeah. And you get to see all his posters. Did you yeah. have a favorite poster? I saw a lot of Bruce Lee. It was like Al Pacino there. The car poster, the like oh, the yeah. big red car. Oh, a lot of models. Yeah. yeah. Typical teenage. Typ yeah, bedroom. teenage bedroom. Of course, and of course, someone like that would be obsessed with like Bruce Lee at that time. Yeah. The party scene, the first party scene. Oh, that's another right. one shot. Another just great showcase of like what like this like he was twenty six when he made this. And I feel I feel like I was gonna get into it, but Hard Eight was a real um like real bad experience for him. Like the studio just took his movie. It wasn't even originally supposed to be called that. And yeah, he, he steals a shot from this movie called uh Soy Cuba. You know the shot where like the woman goes into the water? Mm. I love that shot. I like John C. Riley. And um, Dirk Mark Warburg's first interaction—it's odd. Like you, you, it, like it's so—it feels it's, like it's, there's it's, like it's so subtly like confrontational. It's almost, yeah. you know, it's like a competition, Loki. But they you, become best friends. It's like it's like you don't you, know how it's going to turn out. But the, 
you can see the progression throughout the party uh, on how like Ry male viral Ry yeah, yeah. right like how um riley is like slowly warming up to dirk he's like who is this guy like oh yeah, yeah. people say i look like han solo and yeah. by the way i lift where do you lift that's what i'm saying they're they're, they're like, it's a competition but it's like i feel like all of that ends but after this party after this yes. be best and they're like friends well, you right see, after you see what happens the is, 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 the is, night, they're best friends is john night. like john c riley tries a uh, a backflip and he fails. But uh, Dirk does a backflip yeah. and he oh, and it's like perfect. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is the big new big dog. You know, he knows how to do a backflip and shit like that. I feel like that was when he got respect. He res like mm -hmm. started to respect. Which is odd. I, I, I don't really understand how backflips are grown. So... <laughs> hey, he, I can respect a man with a good backflip, okay? Um, so did Amber. There's a, there's a shot. She's looking right at Not Dirk. Not the window, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and it's like a slow motion shot of Dirk jumping into the pool. And then it goes into the next song. Um, I think he does that in his other films. What? With uh, like the, the soundtrack and stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I think the best directors, that's how you sequence a song. You don't you don't think of the song afterwards. It, you, you should always plan out what. Well, if it's a What's going to go where. And yeah, think about if the it's best. score, it's different. It's different. And because the score here is there's some score. There's, no, but I'm saying the score usually is always done after. Like it just makes yeah. sense. But the soundtrack, like. If you're gonna queue it up to a certain scene, yeah, you mm -hmm. can go for it. That's why I like the Good and Bad and the Ugly too. Oh yeah, uh, they did that movie differently. They made the score first, and then they shot yeah. the movie, which is a you crazy just, way to I think. I feel like about you could that. also tell though. Almost, yes, you know? but that's what I love about. I love that. I love when the music, when the music is like the driving force for the editing and shit like that. Um, the porn scene, it's a. It's the only real porno scene in the movie. Yeah. It's it the movie really isn't about porn I anymore. I guess there's a surprising amount, a surprising lack of porn in the. Film. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It really. It like alludes to it, but it doesn't it, actually really, show it. I I, I think uh, Paul Thomas Anderson wanted to make a point that like outside of the sex scenes and the the filming scenes, he didn't want the characters to really talk about their profession too much, because I feel like if it's if it was your job, you you wouldn't be talking about your job. You know, twenty four seven as well, especially at a party. Yeah, you know yeah. Where, where most of these 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 scenes are happening. At. But I guess I mean they also just didn't show much of it, even like like not necessarily talking about that. It was really it's like just that one montage scene. is yeah. that one scene and like, I feel like that's all you need to get though. We already like we, okay, we figure out like oh this is how porn is filmed. I feel like we don't need to see that ever again. You know. Well, I just want to. I know um, for everyone listening, we recommended um, this show called The Deuce on HBO, which is kind of the New York version of the story. And there's a lot of oh, uh, porn in that. Like, a lot of explicit stuff. Yeah, the grimy, like, underbelly of... But uh, you see a lot more, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a TV show, though. And that's another yeah. thing. Um, HBO always is kind of, you know... Paul Thomas Anderson wanted this film to be NC-17. The studio was not having it. What, I, what, so, would, what would be NC... Like, I guess he would have included a lot more of that. I feel like... Well, then you know the new movie Blonde. Yeah. I feel like there would be lot be a lot of like that, that you know that one scene in Blonde. I would feel like there would be a lot more explicit. Uh, it's hard for me to think of this and Blonde as comparison pieces because they're not right. even remotely but similar. I, okay, um, but you know what I mean. Like, like what? This scene never shows like. <laughs> This scene never shows like penetration. No, it never shows like an actual uh, cock being sucked or no, anything like that. It just shows their faces essentially. But I feel like that's what he wanted. He was gonna well, put in the what movie. What I'm saying, there's nothing. Wait, so he was gonna put all of that in the movie to make it more explicit? That's his plan was to make it NC-17. Oh. I'm not sure what. I feel like that surprises me though, because where we are, there's not even a lot of nudity what do you or mean? anything like that in the movie. Yeah, there's a few. There's like. Amber, uh, 
Julianne Moore gets naked. Yeah, but I guess just maybe there's a lot. The famous people get naked in this movie yeah. too, which is kind of crazy. You know, to think about like Heather Heather Graham at this time, it's a pretty big star. She was uh, she was on Twin Peaks. She was. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wait, I, I know her from Twin Scream. Peaks? She was uh, Cooper's girlfriend in the second season. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me that. Okay, actually. Uh, I gotta watch Twin Peaks. Yeah, I know her from like Austin Powers and shit like that. And also, Julianne Moore gets naked. Got a real close-up shot of her yeah, nipple, red nipple. <laughs> they were. It was extremely red. What color do you want it to be? It was extremely Purple. red and pointy, though. It was. It was. It was. It was pointy. I guess that was the point. Yeah. What's the next scene? Oh, we get a bunch of montages until that until uh, 1970s and 80s, which we talked about that that scene. Um, how that's like the turning point. Oh well, okay. If we want to talk about this part, I feel like there's a lot of movies that have mm-hmm. this theme of like the high life, the great times of the 70s, and yeah. then and then the 80s are like, is like the downfall. Like yeah, in Goodfellas, the rise, the people excess, the overindulgence yeah. of wealth and of the downward. That's literally the deuce. Also, that, yeah. yeah, that is a deuce too. Yeah, I feel, I feel like in the porn world, that's kind of the truth, though. But I feel like that's just like it's a, it's a, it's like basically in any movie about seventies going into eighties from this time about mm-hmm. like the fun high times. It's like it, it always has this eighties downturn, which it just, yeah. it's just kind of an interesting thing about how the, much you, the times change. Everything just what, comes crashing. What are some cool. examples besides the deuce? Honestly, the deuce is the one I can think of. Yeah, of, I can't think of uh, too many up, movies. Right off the top of my head, I'm thinking of the douche just because we're lo- we're you know they're both about porn and we're relating it to this. But yeah, I, get, I don't know. Like I feel like I've seen I can't ton. think of see that's the thing. I, just feel I like can't it really of, is the porn. I thing. can't think of a movie. Too many movies that like span this uh, this this time period of 70s through to, the right 80s, 80s to the 80s. Like all of it. Well, I mean, I think it makes sense with being this you know the 60s going into the 70s being this like free like thinking kind. This of... movie starts in 77. This starts. No, like... I know, but I'm saying. The, just as the decade itself, the 60s going into 70s was all about like free thought and experimentation, yeah. and like the 80s was like Reagan and yeah, more cynical yeah. underbelly, more like. So I feel like know. this, like, and then also it was like people were like really. Went I feel crazy. like it's more aggressive and violent time too. Well, I feel like people had so much fun in the 70s, and they kind of abused that. That in, it, it can only go. It can't go any higher up to a certain point, you know. It's the baby boomers like passing on the yeah. trauma to the younger down, generation. Yeah. You know? Once you're so high, <laughs> but I mean, it's like you had fun for twenty years, yeah. and then and then you want to like you know. You want you eventually things get boring. You need to go even harder. You had kids, you know. No, but it's and like the people that didn't have kids died off and ended up like Amber. It's like if you had so oh. much fun, it's like eventually the fun becomes boring. So you have to up the ante, which yeah. then becomes bad. The coke. <laughs> I feel like. Um, I don't know. Because um, think of what happens in the in this scene. Uh, the only good thing that happens is Becky Barnett, who is the uh, the black girl in the film. Um, she gets with a, the the another man, and um, they ha- they get a wedding. Remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, in the deleted scene, it doesn't go well for her. What do they break up? Uh, it gets abusive, and oh. she calls Dirk, and she's like, "Dirk, please help me." And uh, Dirk wrecks his car. That's why he has a wrecked car. And you never, oh, under, and you, you never, know, you don't never know explain. Why. I feel like that would be an it's odd a really great plot line, though. It's, it, it would like, be odd in the movie, like a huge but it's a, re- it's a really great scene, and it's it's one of the most serious scenes in the film. If it was in it, it reminds me a lot like like something from The Master or There Will Be Blood. It's really scary, and it makes this, this guy like horrifying because he's like banging on the girl on the door. She's like in the bathtub. She's like, Dirk, please. It's really serious, and it's kind of jarring. But I don't know. I, I can't say if it would fit in the movie or not because this movie is just tonal whiplash. This movie jumps from 
a crazy argument to someone getting shot to uh Mark Wahlberg and 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 and, and John C. Riley uh fucking around in the music studio. That was funny. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say, like after the, the party, is uh we didn't re- mention Philip Seymour Hoffman at all, really. At all, I feel like we should because he's he's so underrated in this movie, and he's so funny, and like the character of Scotty is so like uh, tragic. Mm. I feel bad for him. I felt so bad. Like, what is he even doing there? I feel like he just walks into the party. Oh. I don't think they actually pay him. To do like sound and the clipping or anything I, like that. I thought it was funny how like and just, he, I think there's he, something wrong with it. This he's he like slow. hung around with like <laughs> yeah, John C. How... Riley and Mark Wahlberg even after because he loves Dirk. He feels no, like like later in the film when yeah. they're doing the he's like you guys shouldn't do that. Yeah, but I thought it was cool how he like was part of them. He still he was still friends with him yeah. even after he, what happened. I, I, I yeah. think, dude. I think I don't know. He's just he's a weird character. He just stumbled upon this porn set no one really talks about no one really talks to him yeah like no one none other characters talk to him uh <laughs> if you see him in the background he like in the, in the pool scene where they're doing the hot tub what is and, and john c Riley's doing that great poem he's cleaning the pool <laughs> maybe, maybe, after the party maybe he's like, a, he's like a mr robot type character how so i never watched the show um he's like a figment of uh his imagination. <laughs> He's the figment of Dirk's imagination. <laughs> but the scene in the in the party though, really cringy, really cringy when he goes for the kiss and he. Oh God! Was it so much of a shock to Dirk that Dirk, Dirk is was... kind of Dirk is dumb. Okay, I mean... Dirk is dumb. <laughs> yeah, Dirk does it not flew know. Right over his head. I think he can fly right over his head. I wanted to talk about though. I wanted to talk about the donut scene. Because this happens right bef- after Dirk gets beat up. Donuts, yeah. I don't even remember the donuts. In the donut shop? Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another scene that oh, is like God. super Tarantino-esque and super mm-hmm. like, holy shit. I don't know about you, but I felt so scared on like what happened to Don Cheeto during, during that yeah. time. So did I. Like I said, I saw a lot of isms in this movie that I see in other of his movies. Especially Licorice Pizza. I mean, this and, this and Licorice Pizza are like, in my opinion, like... Like it would make a great double feature. Yeah. Yeah. But aside from his own work, like this is heavily Tarantino inspired. It was almost almost to a point okay. like this could have been a Tarantino. No, 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 no. I don't I I don't agree. Just the with second Tarantino. half, really. I, I, I the don't, second half for sure. Yeah, maybe there's some parts of the second half, but this is not oh. Tarantino at all. This is not as I don't know, the like, weird like, home video like aspect. You said, like, the donut shop though was very Tarantino. Oh yes. It I and so was, in my opinion, the scene that Lily's talking about in the but, house. But like, once yes. upon a time in Hollywood happened after that, obviously. Well, yeah. But yeah, but like it. Yeah. I guess you don't need that exact. I, movie well, I was gonna to, bring. Yeah. I was gonna bring up. I think this is way more Scorsese than than it is Tarantino. It's, it's also very Scorsese, yeah. But the ensemble, I hate the, but like, yeah, yeah. And, and that's people throw this movie and be like, I was, yeah. I think I said that to Lily when we watched. I would it. acknowledge it. But will, Casino, the better yeah, Casino. I, I agree. Yeah, it has the same style as Casino. And it has the same like plot structure as like Goodfellas, yeah. the rise and fall and shit like that. Bookcase okay, is more of an enjoyable watch than Goodfellas. I would say it's more yeah. it's faster paced, likable characters, more likable. You know, I agree. A lot of people don't. But I, a I, lot I, of people don't. I think Goodfellas is possibly a better movie, mm. but it's it's more impactful, and it came out first. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to do. And like, I mean, Goodfellas is Goodfellas. I don't think this is Goodfellas as. Good, and it, but it's, it's I hard think to con- it's more enjoyable as it, like I'd rather watch it. And this and and this and Goodfellas are like the two movies that constantly get compared to each other. Um, I could see that. 
And it, but again, I I saw a lot of casino in there too. I guess just stylistically. Yeah, yeah but this this that came out two years the before better casino. casino. Oh, I, is, I did not like casino. I, this is what casino wishes it was. Yeah, kind of. I like casino, I but like, I didn't like but I I can't deny that it had like I said it has a style of casino with like Goodfellas plot structure. Well, I guess that's what I mean by. Maybe I was using the wrong words before. This is a very cinematic movie. It's not that it's uncinematic. That wasn't right. what I meant before. I guess what I was thinking was that, well, there is a lot of isms in here that are trademarks of Paul's Thomas Anderson's work. It's not as I don't think he it's, has it's less of him. His it's less of him. Yeah, honed in. Yeah, like there's there's things that will later blossom in other movies that you could see the the groundwork being laid for. But he, I don't think he's fully him yet, which is fine because he's 26 and he's young. Which exactly. I guess isn't. It, that's what I but love. Also, that's what I love about it. it just to see like what the groundwork for the next. Yes, and this movie is very showy. Oh yeah, it's a very like, hey, look what I can do as a director. And by cinematic, it's not as mature as his later films are. Mm. You know, I agree with that. It's not as mature. It, I I don't know if it uses by the... design though, because like, can you imagine? It's weird if you can think of like Paul Thomas Anderson doing Boogie Nights now. Would it be more serious? Would like it, it be didn't more... need to be mature. I feel like it would be, more, it would be more serious. It would be more. But I feel like I feel like I didn't. It didn't need to be mature no, for it to no, be no, good. No. I mean, this is a movie about porn. I, I, he's, not, yeah, that's, he's grown. Yeah, it it's he's grown so much as a filmmaker. It's kind of crazy. But I'm not how, like, talking this... about the subject matter or that there can't be humor being mature. It's just not as a mature of a film. Like, yeah, Liquid Pizza is just as humorous, but it's it's a more mature film in my opinion. It's more polished. Yeah, like right. Okay. I just feel like it fits the vibe of the movie yeah. to not be polished. But oh, it does. It's still rough around the edges. Yeah. But it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a little too long, and like, there's flaws in it. But I feel I'm, like the uh, first to me, half, you know, slightly it, dragged. First you half, did? really. A lot of people think the second half is like where it I, falls I, off a little I bit. I felt like the second half was pretty quick. Mm. I, I feel, felt it yeah. felt faster. I feel like the second half is about an hour of the film, and, I and feel the, like the first, first half, half is like an hour and a half. It's it's like the first half is an hour and a half. And the second half is an hour. I think there's some scenes in the first half towards, like, the middle. Like of- what? I, 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 th- I can think of one scene where I could, like, take a, take out in this movie that, I, that? I can go. Uh, in the beginning where uh, Buck is selling the stereo shit. But even in that no, scene. I like that scene. I feel like that even scene that really scene. stuck with me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. In the 70s where they're doing all this crazy shit. And in mm-hmm. the 80s, like, let's let's go further. And the color yeah. thing with getting a stranger. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Getting a stranger <laughs> off the street. And then look how it ended. They have to up the ante. Right. Like, but clearly that's not a safe or good idea. Like, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think. Well, it's the, just like about chasing well, the high of like, more yeah. You said something and... on the commentary that more like money, in the 80s. Yeah. Funds, you know. In the 80s, since videotape was a thing. Your audience now is a guy on a couch with a, with a, a, a fast forward button. Yeah. You know, but then when video came along. It just sort of ruined that, and it kind of created this assembly line mentality. You know, like Ricky Jay's line, we'll shoot and shoot and shoot, and we'll figure it out later. You know, um, and that kind of mentality happened, and I think obviously the quality of the work went down. And look, you know, they're not movie stars anymore. They're video stars. Not to mention that if you're a director, you're making your, your, your movie for an audience. And the market is what? The market is a, a VCR. The market is a guy at home who has a fast-forward button. You do not have time for a plot. He has a fast-forward button. But now... With video and and you know the privacy and shit, this shit started really becoming lower quality and, and started becoming more about porn, the sex, actually. not just like the acting well, and, and the, the you know and you, you see know. you see the girls with like the bigger tits and shit yeah. like that well, like, like the not stereotypical yeah the more stereotypical yeah. like porn stars well, you know it's it's like the porn movies of back then were more like movies with porn mm-hmm. 
No, it's like well, it's like okay. this whole. Apparently, it's like were, a whole apparently different they world. were taken a lot more seriously back in the day. Um, well, yeah, like they were reviewed. Yeah, they were reviewed. I mean? People had reviews and shit. Well, because like it's because they were like they knew it was illegal that. to just have like not illegal, but it was so, it wasn't gonna do well if it was yeah. just sex only. Well, yeah. now it's like porn is like what a ten minute video on the internet, and there's like what a thirty yeah. seconds of story, and it's complete nonsense. It's kind of yeah. Like, but I that like, OnlyFans now too. I feel like that's the case with everything because it's like. Do you feel like movies are gonna be like that, or where it's kind of where like you know how like TikTok is just like I just want the joke and Constant. that's it, you know? Well, that's, Probably. My <laughs> thing I always talk about this. It was like films. There were theater that were like these long shows yeah. before movies, way before movies. Then there were movies which were obviously long, and then there was TV which is shorter. Then you had YouTube videos which is like five to ten minutes, and now there's TikTok which is like. 30 seconds or whatever it is yeah and it's just like our attention span is and that's like the same thing with the porn stuff. that's like it's where like, it started because well yeah. what i'm saying is people used to be want a story in it like but like yeah. a long story like to actually go to a movie and watch well, it for like an hour and a half it's just the lack it's just the the decline of attention span. yeah yeah i don't know i've never been to a porno theater but i i wouldn't want to stay more than like 10 minutes in that if i was gonna <laughs> go you know i'm just saying i'd be like uh travis bickle well, taxi driver blue is the warmest color I have that's a Warhol, right? No, no, no. This well, didn't is... he make the first like one yeah, of the blow, first blow uh, well, That's not a just that's not just a porn. No, no, but, no. Like no. it's one of the first like movies where it's like, oh wow, sex, sex in, in movies that yeah, could be yeah, a yeah. thing, you know? Oh, right? He made Blowjob where it was just. Uh, I feel like he made another movie called Blue Movie face. or something like that. He might have. He made a movie where like it was an actual story, or it was just like two people like. Uh, I forget. I I really should know what it is, but like it's two people living their lives, and then there's like sex, like in in, in the middle in of the, the movie, middle, and then they'll do it again. That was like like big thing well, for cinema or whatever. It was the warmest color is like a newer movie. It's a French film, um, and it's not at all a porn movie, but there is um sex in it, and it is real. It's not like fake or anything. It oh, was right? like it was actually happening. It, it was, yeah, it. like okay. it was. It was it wasn't like you know like the prosthetics or like right. camera Acting angles. It was like or, real yeah. sex in a modern movie but it was actually a film but i heard i haven't seen the film but i heard it is like slightly erotic and stuff but it's oh. also like supposed to be like a really emotionally moving movie and it's like so it, it i guess that's, it's it's, it's, just like it's exactly what it in a movie yeah exactly. it's exactly what jack horner would want it to do yeah, yeah, yeah. even though you look at his it's movie kind of and it's like that it's awful it's just like casually thrown but in there was colors like a new movie that does that because i feel like sex and and entertainment now is looked at as like would you would you want to see uh what do you mean? What do you mean by sex and entertainment? Well, it's just like, there, there, I feel like sex could be artful and they could have a story around it. It doesn't have to just be a, like a 10 minute porn. Uh huh. I feel like, like. I get Jack Horner's point of view. Yes. That's true. This is like, like, this is it, like the, in the deuce also. Yeah, it is. Oh, really? He wants yeah, to make this a film? Like, <laughs> this, this whole like conversation. Conversation? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's inspired by uh, Boogie Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah, it definitely. I, uh, is. X definitely too. Uh, well, it's uh, hard because the, the Thai West movie obviously might might be inspired of it because it's about porn, but it's more about New York than anything, though. I would say. Okay. Yeah. I'm, dude, I'm really anyways. excited about that show. By the way, it, it the first episode really, and I like HBO like never lets me this down. This show so. was really like it was honestly my favorite show of all time. It was really, really yeah. well critical. Even more than Breaking Bad, it was. Oh, okay. That's it was my card. favorite. It's like low key underrated. A few days after recording, I was able to finish the deuce, and yeah, I could definitely see the Boogie Nights influence. Maggie Gyllenhaal, who's great in the show by the way. She's basically a combo of Amber and Jack. The Deuce is definitely more nuanced and darker than Boogie Nights, but um, 
you know, it's really willing to highlight the shadier side of the porno industry. However, if you ask me, I still prefer the lighter, more optimistic take that uh, Boogie Nights has. But it wasn't that popular, but they had a great cast. And, uh, it was popular enough to do three seasons, it had three though. Seasons, and it wasn't canceled. They, they, that's all they wanted to do. I'm glad it didn't. And the creator of the show made The Wire, which is another popular TV show. That's probably why it didn't get yeah. canceled. Uh, so let's talk about Alfred Molina's Cracked Out House. That scene was fun to me because, okay. I you like, like Jesse's girl? There was so much anxiety in the mm -hmm. scene before that with Roller Girl beating the guy up with her shoes and... The Don Cheadle thing just happened right after Don that, Cheadle too. Don Cheadle thing. And I think the thing with Roller Girl, too, is we, we felt bad for her, too, because this guy was creepy and... Yeah. That's the same guy in the classroom. It was obviously... Same guy in the classroom in the beginning. Jack Horner went yeah, a little I... too far, too, with that. No, but it was also... It was the... Yeah, he shouldn't... <laughs> he should, that was a stupid idea. Yeah. And also yeah. the thing with Dirk Diggler about what happened with him was bad, too. But the music, like, that was very intense. Mm -hmm. I feel like when they went to the house, the coke house after... It was it fun. Was, it was still, It was back to a fun thing. But it was still dark, and it was fun, but it had a different sense of... Fun. Like that's it, why I said in the beginning the lighthearted. I feel like it that wasn't like that at the end. More than anything even else, it's still that's the up, scene that still... people will remember from this movie. The coat out house, the, the firecrackers. Yeah. Uh, they real firecrackers, by the way. Huh. And um, and they kept jumping. <laughs> did you like Afro Molina? Yeah. Did you like him as? Did, I, I, he I, said he says something. Uh, he's the he's the drug dealer. Uh. He's he's, he's uh, the drug dealer. He's, the he's, cocaine he, dealer. He plays Doc Ock in in, in no, Spider Man. Wait, wait. He is which one in this movie? He's the he's the drug dealer. He's the, at the house. At the house. Is he the one who owns the house? Yes. yes. Okay, that's what I thought he was. The robe. Yeah. He, I didn't know those. I didn't know that was the guy. That was Doctor Ock. Yeah. They didn't, like they don't look like he looks completely. And there's only a couple. You don't of think years he later. looks different? I think he looks very different. I think he. I don't think he looks that different. And I guess his character's yeah. Really different. Yeah. He's too. a great actor though. All right. God only knows. Oh, we going there. The again. ending. Um. The it was just it was like really really nostalgic. The whole I love it. I love it. I couldn't, and like the scene beforehand where like he's crying. He's like, Jack, I'm sorry. I just yeah, yeah. Up. It's so I bet Especially though, the two parts of that so good. that scene Mark that I Wahlberg. liked was when they opened the bar, yes, or the nightclub, and then right after when like she was giving birth, it just felt. And he like... does magic tricks too. Yeah. John oh, C. oh yeah! Oh my magic. god! I wanted to go back. <laughs> I love that. Scene... He's like a house of yeah. He's like wait when they're doing yeah. the the documentary too. There's so many good parts in this fucking movie. Uh, Dirk was talking to Jack. I feel like you weren't 100% sure of what Jack's reaction was going to be because the mm. shot was just of Jack's back and stuff. It was very well yeah. done. But, yeah. The way it's fr the framing the frame of it, of it. yeah. The, um, the guy only knows stuff. I, my two favorite parts of it was like, I liked the, the circus scene a lot. Me too. Because, like the, the I think there was this it was like a club, cabaret, or cabaret. I don't know what it was. Oh, oh with the magician? But yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I feel like that it just had this like, I don't of know. course, John C. Wiley would be a magician. Just like He's so good. Just like from personal experience, like like Ethan, you know the place that we went to. It kind of oh yeah, and I just like, it, like dirty it, the dirty circus. <laughs> yeah, it just had like this like I guess because like I've been to a place like that, and then it's just like in in the context of this film, I just felt like emotional for some reason. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle character. What's giving? Oh the uh, when he opened his store, and yeah. he was like, "This is." Whatever he said the name of the yeah. store was, and he was like right in front I, of. Dude, I love it. Great. He knows nothing about stereos. Probably He's so the innocent. Person in the movie, and the most innocent. Like I you can't... never see him do porn. You see everyone no, else do no. porn except him. Except well, him. Did, he does it though, right? Yeah. Yeah, he does the porn. But he you never actually see a scene with him. Yeah, you you see even see his scene. wife in in one of the scenes. Uh, oh, I didn't even catch. Oh. Wait, his. I, I didn't. I did not did even porn. catch that. I, when he got the wife, I thought it was just like, 
out of no I didn't I didn't realize what she was from yeah I didn't that's that's the first time you see the character and I think that's that not that character but like that that relationship with his wife is super underrated we see Dirk's dick oh that was the 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 very last <laughs> yes I, I, did you guys expect scene. to see it uh, i didn't think they were going to show i was it. next i i forgot because i knew about like the prosthetic dick going yeah. into the movie when i first saw it but i kind of forgot about it when i first watched it and i was like oh <laughs> wow could have been larger it's too thin i'm a little mi- I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a little mixed on that you're like, a little mixed you on seeing it i feel like they, they shouldn't have shown it what? I think that's a great closer. How do you close I'm, this movie? Yeah, out? it was a great closer, it but I know what you closer, mean. And I'm not against seeing like Dick in a film. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I'm, what I'm saying is that it like ruined the mystery it to it. The, the mystique of it. Yeah. I feel like you needed to like it. But I feel like it was this a great movie, ending. Though. This you know, movie, though. This movie. It hit as an ending. If it wasn't an ending, I would say no. But yeah. since it was the ending, yeah, I think it was, it was like, good. And, and, I just feel like they made it so like, like and you're the reveal. to see it the whole movie. The reveal. It's so big. Like. How could it, like you know what I mean? Like, you're and to be, you're to be it, it's flaccid too, so it's yeah, not as yeah. full form. You know, we gotta but give Dirk a chance. It's just like it ruins the the allure, I guess. Uh, it was 13 inches, really. Um, I th- apparently Mark Warburg took it. Took what? Took took it. Oh, like as a prop. As a prop. I wonder how much that he could sell that. for. Oh, he has it. Uh, he could definitely sell that for a lot. Of He's money. not so fond about this movie anymore since Mark he's Warburg? like a born a born again Christian. Uh, really? Yeah, he's not so fond about but it. But it's like most of his new movies are kind of trash. Like, I, no offense. Okay. Yeah, no. Honestly, yeah, and honestly, like this is his best role. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Mark Wahlberg, um, but I, I love him in this. Mm-hmm. I love him in this. This is. Well, this is this is, is a this perfect first, movie. He and this this. I don't care what you say. He's a good movie? actor. Was this the first movie? Uh, Basketball Diaries was, was before like that. Was this? And that's movie? that's what. Uh, no, before this. No, was this the second movie that he was in then? Uh. I think so. I, I think know so. he had yeah. like good vibrations. I think so, yeah. like a huge hit. I don't. I. I. But I know that Paul Thomas Anderson saw him in basketball. You know. Diaries. You know the song though, right? Good vibrations. Yeah. Another Beach Boy song. No, no, no. The song by Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I've only seen him in one other thing that I liked him in, and it was The Departed. I liked him in that. Uh, um. Yeah, I can't say too much about anything else. Transformers. Too. Uh, yeah. Pff, great. <laughs> the happening. Let so. the record show that Mark Wahlberg is a good actor, though he's really good yeah. in this. But I get it. It's just it's odd that he's so good here, and then he just decides to like not do this again as much later. That's what I get. Like, some people are just born to play something. That's kind of the same that, thing. I, with, um, I truly believe that some people are just you think born, he was to, born play to play that. Play Dirk. He was born to play Dirk. What's the funny guy. I cannot even. What's Wait, the I, another underrated. John C. Riley. Another scene I liked was when he um, like, was saying how he thought of his name. When he was oh. on top, yeah, yeah. That, that was that was great. Uncut Gems, what's his name? Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. It's the same kind of thing where it's like he was really good in Punch Drunk Love, and then just Paul decides Thomas to Anderson. be in a bunch of shit. Paul Thomas Anderson. That's his whole like. Fine, like yeah. I feel like he can. Cast Maybe it's just Paul Thomas Anderson, but no, because he was good in Uncut Gems too. Yeah, well, Adam Sandler just he does his thing, man. I heard he Halloween like, is a banger okay. too. So. I heard he was okay. Have <laughs> you guys heard of the, the Merowitz project or Meyerowitz project? No. I heard he was okay. No. This new movie with the Safdie brothers is, yeah. sounds interesting. It sounds like interesting, sports gambling, but like cards. I'm on the fence about it because I feel like it's like we just saw this with the Safdies. I feel like we should have like get a different. Director, right. I mean, actor. I'm okay with Adam Sandler being in more Safdies movies, or like maybe as a, a support role, or maybe as a lead down the line. Uh huh. But to do. Back to back with him, it feels like we're gonna get the same movie again almost. I don't know. This could be I like the we'll new. This could be the new De Niro, uh, Scorsese. I don't know. But yeah, but it's about sports gambling again. So it might but just be a, like 
the that's same true. kind of that's thing. True. That's true. Sports, sports cards. Gambling. Sports cards. Yeah, but still, it's yeah. very similar. Yeah. I, I feel know. like he's going to play the same Adam character, Sandler, too. I really yeah, do. I think there's no way. Adam Sandler's not the most varied He's very good when he's just right. This could be way more dramatic. This could be way more comedic. I don't know what... I'm always interested in what Yeah, but the one-two punch of Good Time and then... Uncle Gems, this might, I don't know. They should have got Gosling to do something, I think. Gosling, like oh my well. God. Gosling <laughs> in the Safdie yeah. Brothers movie? He, I feel like it just makes sense aesthetically with, with their vibe, you know? He would have to dye his hair blacky. I don't think blonde Gosling would fit in the no. Safdie Brothers what movie. What about platinum blonde Gosling? Like in, um, Maybe. In Maybe. Place Beyond the Bike. <laughs> I feel like that could. What about, what he would have tattoos? to dye his hair. What about the brown hair drive? Well, he's like, it's like dirty. I rewatched okay. Drive on the plane. I saw you gave it five stars. Yeah, I'm very I gave happy. it five stars too. I rewatched Drive. It was such no, a vibe on because the plane. when I but like someone was watching it, like I, it kind of felt weird watching it on the plane. Why? There's a lot of bloody scenes That's in true. that. True. But like, I showed like, you. No, drive. I think Boogie. Actually, I was gonna say, is Boogie Nights? Oh, worse Boogie to watch? Nights is not a good <laughs> movie to watch on the plane. Okay. Wait, Look, what's the best movie of these three to watch today? on the plane? We'll, we'll, we'll ask that question. I think, I think RV. <laughs> Definitely. I was gonna say though, I've known. Ethan for a long time and I showed him Drive in high school Yeah, and he was like really unimpressed with it. He's, uh-huh. He said it was good and stuff but then to see right. that he gave it five stars in Letterboxd I was like alright I feel validated. I got the vibes. I, I got the appeal of it He now. grew into his driver stage. Like, I'll talk about this movie for too long so let's probably go into the next Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what? We'll, we'll, put, pick drive. we'll put Drive on the shelf. <laughs> we'll put Drive on the shelf and maybe one day we'll talk about I'll Drive. I'll talk about this for way too long. Yeah. Out of ten what would you get? give Boogie Nights? I would give it a nine. A nine? I guess I'd give it a ten then. I'm giving it a ten. Of course, I'm giving it a ten. Why a nine though, Justin? What? Why not perfect? Um, I guess certain parts felt derivative to me. Certain parts Fair felt enough. rough around the edges, which was fine because it made sense for the movie. While it was super impressive, you're still having growing sense. pains from it, like directing and stuff like that, right? It just didn't feel like he's a fully formed as as a director yet. Like it didn't feel like a, like a like a fully formed cinematic. Like version. you said, it was derivative at points. Yeah, I I I, I will admit it, it. The movie like without Goodfellas, this movie doesn't exist. And that's what I said. It reminded me of Casino a little bit of Goodfellas. Like I, I guess I've just seen other like and even like certain like character plot lines and like I said, the I rise and fall. The story rise and been fall. Told story. So many times. So that's you know why what? I said the '70s going into it, the '80s. Like I, I, I feel like I've seen when I was watching it. I, was like, I feel like I've seen this before. Maybe not done as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's still a, a part. Like nine's a great score, you know. But yeah. I just, I, I didn't feel like the most unique thing I've ever seen in my life. But for what it was, it was amazing. I, I'm glad you guys liked it. I really liked it a lot. It's not my favorite PTA movie though. What is? It's mine. It's mine. Oh. It's mine. What would be I'm on? Between three. Okay. Um, there will be blood. Uh huh. The master. I I'm not a big I'm not I the biggest fan of that one. I I think it's great. I liked it. But I, I think it's on the either. low tier of, of PTA like, movies. Don't love it or like I know when it came out, people were like mixed on it. But I really love that movie. I think Philip Seymour Hoffman was a revelation. Joaquin Phoenix was great too. And I just I think the concept is interesting. But anyway, um, the There Will Be Blood, The Master, or Licorice Pizza. I I I slightly liked Licorice Pizza more than Boogie Nights. And I don't really understand. That is a hot take. Which is probably a very hot really take. Really hot take. And while I think the the ensemble of Boogie Nights was better and, and mm-hmm. it was more... Well, like, you know what? I feel like... I, I, I asked earlier. I feel like Licorice Pizza is a mastered Boogie Nights, in my opinion. I was going to say that. I asked earlier of, of like, how would Boogie Nights look uh, now? And I feel like... Yeah. 
Licorice Pizza is exactly that. And not yeah, just, but I, it wasn't as good though. Like I, it was I, great, but yeah. it just to it me, didn't have that me, like something. Me, it, that, it doesn't have the energy. It's a lot lower, slower, yeah, it's low slow. energy. But and it also lower, didn't make low. me feel every emotion like Boogie Nights did. Not even close. Yeah, this and I like, didn't feel I feel as like Licorice Pizza was more of a straight up comedy. In I, my I opinion, I disagree. To me, towards the ending of the film, uh-huh. I, I want to talk about Licorice Pizza for a second because I feel like that movie. We get, like, another another. It takes place in the same place yeah. too. It's crazy, and there's there's. There, there's scenes where it takes place in the exact same place. The high school, uh, the high school, the um, the road where where they they do uh the. Well, this was clearly him going oh, back. To I his know what you're you talking know the road. About. That's in the, that's the same place yeah. where they do the donut shop. The road where they uh they they steal uh Bradley Cooper's uh the the truck. The Bradley Cooper scene. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Licorice Pizza. Like I I get it. It doesn't have the 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 vibrant characters and it doesn't have the strong sense of hangout and it's not about the '70s and coolness and. Well, it is about the 70s, but it's not, it doesn't have that cool factor about right. being in the porn industry and all these, like, eclectic characters. But I don't know. To me, like, it wasn't just a comedy. The ending was very bittersweet and melancholic and, and nostalgic. I got the same emotions from the Boogie Night. Like, the 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 Beach Boys song, Wouldn't uh-huh. It Be Nice, to me, was the equivalent of Life on Mars in Licorice Pizza. Mm-hmm. And when, and when okay. Life on Mars played and they were running, I, I don't know. I really felt like, I feel like in Licorice Pizza, I kind of liked the... Hangout vibe and and just um, I don't know. To me, in my opinion, Licorice Pizza felt like a, a more refined, it's more elegant, elegant it's a more elegant movie. It's like Boogie Nights. I, I like cinematography. The cinematography is better. was better. Like it just felt like 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 a, a more mature director went back to make the same movie. But in my opinion, it, it, I don't think I don't think it's the same movie. Well, it has a, it's, it it it, a, it, it a, shares a the same essence. spirit. Yeah, it shares the same yeah. spirit and like I hope he makes movies about and, the seventies. I'm not. Yeah, I, I want it, more. He does it so well. I'm, you usually ha- sticks within period pieces a lot. It's kind of weird. Yeah, you yeah. know, I've never seen Inherent Vice too. I gotta see it I now because it takes place in the seventies too. Yeah, that's a good one. But it's I, I it's not it's not his best. It's I good I've heard, heard mixed things about it, but I, now I, I gotta watch I it. Now just talking too. about it. But um, Licorice Pizza, in my opinion, is like I could see why people would like Boogie Nights more. I'm not saying it's a better. I'm not saying it's a better. It's hard to say it's a better movie. Yeah, because, you enjoy it more, and that, well, that it just comes to it's, that. It's you know, not, it's, it's, it's your type of movie. It's not even. It's just. It's hard because it's 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 a it's a better made movie, but I can't say it's a better or worse movie. But it's definitely a, a better made movie. You just personally like it more. It's a. I I think they're. I, I think like they're. I think they're totally different movies with similar like. Well, I feel vibes. Like, I, vibes. I feel but like, like the point of Licorice Pizza was him. Yeah. Going back into his old wheelhouse. I think Licorice Pizza is more about. Uh, uh, a relationship between two people and Boogie Nights is more I don't about story wise though. Well, I just mean like as a, a successor, as a, as a successor, and yeah, it's a spiritual successor to it. But like, what makes Inherent Vice so different then? If you watch Inherent Vice, you know exactly what I mean. Just watch it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the back of the box reads: The Monroe family is really looking forward to their vacation in Hawaii. So when their dad's boss says he must attend a meeting in Colorado or lose his job. He's desperate for an alternate plan. He drags his reluctant family on a road trip with the promise that they will bond during a quality time together. Right from the get-go, it's obvious it's going to be a bumpy, hilarious ride. Okay, great transition into RV. So how do we connect RV and... Yeah, I don't know. Um... I, this is another DVD for my collection. I have this. OG. My my dad has this. He, yes. I, uh, it's on the wall. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember watching it with him. Bought, bought it back in 2006. Still got the open season pamphlet. And I still got the... Comes with a coupon. Wait, so you've had that movie since 2006? Yeah. 
Wow. It's very right, sentimental. Like That's the, what I the cover. It, um, uh, the, the disc has also has uh, the reaction of the family when they see the shit. Spoiler alert, by the way. Um, I like Cheryl Hines' face. I picked this movie because it, it, I, it was always on in my house. In the background, my dad and stuff. always. This is like one of my dad's favorite movies, and it's about a father caring for his family. So I can I can yeah. understand why uh, why he liked it so much. But um, it got panned when it first came out. I think it has a two point four on Letterbox. It's in the twenty. I know it's in the twenties or Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it is it really not. It wasn't. Well I think it deserved a little higher. And I do too. But to really get through to you that people really don't like this movie. I'm going to read some letterbox reviews if you don't mind. Alright, this one's from Will Solens. He says, From Robin Williams' Bleak Lake period, this is possibly the least necessary movie ever made. Moves like molasses. I will say it jokes to life whenever Jeff Daniels pops in with his southern big mustache. Also, aside from a grueling scene where he talks about Ebonics, Williams hardly tries to be funny. Thank God. I'm allowed to watch this because I need coal to shovel into my podcast furnace. But anyone else who watches this should go to prison. Yikes. <laughs> well, that makes two of us. But something tells me his podcast about RV isn't going to be particularly positive. I hate Robin Williams and his family so much. That was a review from Justin on Letterboxd. He gave it one star, by the way. The other one didn't have a rating. This one is also a one star review. Beagle Smith says... Josh Hutchinson's character is one Fox News article away from storming the Capitol. <laughs> well, I, 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 can't, I can't disagree with you there, so... <laughs> the film also run a Razzie for being the worst excuse for family entertainment. So yeah, uh... Pretty... pretty rough for RV. What did you think about RV? I'm curious, because this movie it, it's not good, but it's a cozy movie, and... It's I definitely... think I think it has sometimes movies just need to be cozy, you know? It's definitely a time capsule. Like they don't there's not really movies like this anymore. They need to make it would be straight to Netflix and it would star like some B actor. It would it would not be like a no. A lister like Robin Williams. Is she the Fisher King, I think that's what it's called. I think Which that's... one is that? Um I want to see. I like Flubber. Do you like Flubber? It's with uh, yeah. you know that movie, yeah. Robin Williams and, and Jeff Bridges. It's like from the nineties. It's a really oh, good it's movie. another Jeff Bridges is also in this too. Oh yeah, he's the cowboy. Jeff no, Bridges. That's not Jeff Bridges. That is do... no. Oh oh not. oh okay. It's not that's he's from Dumb and Dumber. This guy, Jeff Daniels. That's Jeff. Jeff Daniels. Oh Jeff Daniels. Jeff Bridges is um Big Lebowski. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Josh Hutcherson. <laughs> yes, Peter. <laughs> What a guy. It, 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 I think this was before Bridge of Terabithia, too. This, oh, he, was it? this was his... He, he was he was big for a while. He was, he he was, was in, in every single movie every that single was like this of the, of the time. Yeah. All right, let's hear your thoughts. My thoughts? Yeah. Um, I thought it was good. Good. Enjoyable. Enjoyable. Um, as a family film. <laughs> as a family film. What would you... What, 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 is it better than, like, Parent Trap? Is it on the level no, of that? No, I think it's a little worse than Parent Trap. I agree. I don't even know what that is. You don't know, uh, Lindsay Lohan movie. Regardless, anyway. well, what are your thoughts on, on on RV? I thought it was good. I thought it was for. It's definitely forgotten now. Like you never would hear anyone talk about it. But I guess Except it's me. kind of warranted. That's why I brought it up. It's a little random. I, I, people <laughs> need to re remember this film. What do you think that they should remember it for? The shit scene. But, oh, clearly, an influence. Right? If you saw Triangle of Sadness, <laughs> um, clearly influenced by that. 
Uh, Justin, you're kind of silent on this. You have nothing to say about RV. I felt like I thought it was extremely unfunny. It was like so unfunny that it was like almost funny. Yeah, because yeah. it was so like stupid. I actually, the humor. I actually like this movie way more. Like when 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 he said you know, we have to watch RV, and then yeah. when I actually went on Netflix and like put it on, I was like, I, I can't, I can't sit through this then. But then when I actually started watching it, I like surprisingly liked That's it. That's what I'm saying. More it's than not, I thought it's I would. Not, it's not a bad movie. Said, it's not like an a shit. It's not like a Grown Ups, right? No, it's, it's not, not like, a bad. I yeah, said it's actually not, like a bad. My movie. expectations were like zero, and it like it, it far surpassed them. Honestly, what was what's Can the we name talk of the about family? The, uh, I don't. Oh, the Gornickies. The Gornickies. Gornickies. They were the best part. Uh, yeah, they, they, they like honestly the so- they, they made like the, the little movie. song that they played uh, for them in the beginning um, in one of the yeah the yeah dinner I know, parties. I know what you're talking. About. I found it to be oddly sentimental, and it got me in my feels. That's what I was gonna say. After yes, this movie, Justin saying. was like, a little depressed. I got me in my face. Well, one, it felt like a relic of the past, and it just kind of reminded me of being a kid, and you don't see movies like this anymore. Right. It also makes you think of like it going on an actual, actual like family. family and just being family young. Out, like, yeah. yeah. And it just feels like, I don't know, like, it, this, this, I miss having stupid, dumb movies. Like, we're at a time now where exactly. everything is so, like, pop music is bleak, and like, everybody's emo. It's like, I miss when people like just could laugh at like nonsense. And like, again, this movie was so unfunny to me, but like, there's that, not movies like this that now. That was the humor of it. We need more movies with big, big celebrity stars. This was released in theaters. Indeed, it did. In fact, it opened at number one on April 28th, 2006, making $16.4 million on its opening weekend. Opening against Disney's sports comedy, Stick It. It also opened against United 93, which I heard was pretty good. Um, you know, it's hard to tell if the movie made back its money. It made $87 million worldwide, and it has a budget of 50 Um, but, you know, when you add in marketing costs and everything, it gets a little bit complicated. But who knows? Both me and Lily have the DVD, so maybe it made back its money on home video alone. I, 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 we don't even have any Seth Rogen. Like, there's no comedy. We should comedies see this at IFC. Oh, there's no comedy. You know, you know, oh, they show RV. RV in IFC. Criterion. Oh my I feel god. Twenty like One Jump Street. Get is with like it. This is only DVD. Big comedy that I could think of. Twenty One. Yeah. Uh, Borat Two. Like, like comedy is kind of dead. It is. Like movies do not exist like this, and that's kind of why another thing I wanted to do with this podcast. There's a lot of shit in my DVD collection that is like. Oh, what the fuck was that? That that was a movie that came out. That was a. It's yeah. truly a red look of yeah. its time with uh, what's his name again? Robin Williams. Oh, Josh Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson is definitely a red look yeah. of his time. Uh, I don't know who plays the sister, yeah. but like if I've you never, see, I don't think I saw attitude. that. Yeah. That's a whole teenage dirtbag aesthetic. Yeah. And, and he had like a <laughs> dirtbag <laughs> aesthetic. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, the Avril of Ravine, like ah, yeah. uh, um, like punk girl, I, like she's not, like she's teenager. nothing else, uh, but this movie. Oh, so really? yeah, she's she the only one. Has a singing part too. She has oh. a little bit. We, I, I like, I thought that was funny when she had the singing part. Um, it was like it was a little random. I wanted to mention though, like her little spot, her little couch in the RV. Um, she had she, vegan stickers behind yes. it. Yeah, he's though. I've really looked up to most people, honestly. You know, like, marriage is always, like, after a while they get bland because you have, mm-hmm. you have to take the kids to school and go to work. And they're like, oh, I would have no idea what you're talking about because we just live in an RV. I thought that <laughs> oh, was yeah, I thought, that was yeah, that's true. I got a question for you since this stars uh, Cheryl from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry David <laughs> was, was the was dad. The guy? He was the dad. Yes. I think Imagine that movie. I think uh, it would be. Enth- it might be a little bit funnier. funnier. A Curb Your Enth- Yes, a Curb Your Enthusiasm RV special movie. And that's no diss to Robin Williams, who's obviously a legend. But Larry David. Robert, just- yeah, Robin Williams yeah. is more he's of more a, of a family guy. He's yeah. more of a family. Yeah. This would work at more as a family film. But if it was Larry yeah. David, it would be an adult. It would be a version. lot. 
it would be a dope comedy. Faces. Yeah. yeah. And then like Jeff and um Susie could be the but like alternate opinion, like an alternate version in my opinion the gorna kings are perfectly cast like they were the most and it, like they i feel like understood the assignment better than the main family yeah but the main family is supposed to be boring though yeah that's it's well, the I whole point is that they're it's the, that's the whole point and that's they, why turn, they, they said the marriage gets stale yeah, that's they, why they no, didn't understand around. i get it but i guess i just felt like you rather follow the i'd rather follow the gorna kings do you look up to the gorna keys now I mean, I don't. I don't want. Do you want to not want? Honestly, you don't want to okay. live in the city I'll, anymore. No, no, no. The, the Gornikis have better parents, but the kids are just boring as fuck. Who, the yeah. Gornikis? Yeah, so I think the son kind of hit it. He was like singing and dancing and stuff. No, the daughter was like the she was like, was like a she was girl. unique. She, she was cool. That's true. Uh, what, what's his face again? I keep forgetting his name. Josh. Josh Hutchison was uh feeling it. But I just feel like yeah. the the main family that we were following was very boring. And I guess I guess I get it if that's the point, but I was like I'd much rather just like please. I, I like Cheryl. Spin-off I feel like his spinoff would be better. I like Cheryl. I think Robin Williams. I love him, but he's probably like, he's just a a straight man. Yeah, she's yeah. Yeah, you no, know, he doesn't really. Cheryl do much. was perfect Cheryl, for the role. Cheryl, perfect. Cheryl was the best part of that because she's like, she basically plays her her character yeah. in Kirby yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the annoyed, slightly annoyed. She's definitely better than than the kids, and then sorry, but also Robert, like Josh Hutcherson is funny too. I, I like the family. <laughs> I think they're perfect. They're a perfect like asshole family, like needy family. Uh, and the, like in the beginning, you see their like beautiful house, and then you see her with like her margarita glass, like sitting yeah. on the oh, yeah. couch in their yeah. fancy house. Oh, then the yeah. boss was funny. I don't, I, oh, he, Will, Arnett? Will Arnett. Yeah. Arnett, yeah. Well, he, well, he played typical Will Arnett character. I'll give, give it, it a six. Six. If it's for a family to watch, I would say like maybe an eight. I give it a seven out of ten. I thought Jeff Daniels was was so good in this movie though. I love Jeff Daniels. I thought he had a lot of fun. That was the... He's the cowboy. <laughs> yeah. He had um, the best comedic timing to me. He had a good voice in that song, too. I feel like it was fun that that family were all technically better singers than the, the main family, too. Because yeah. it made sense. Because they made me want to yodel. Dear Mom and Dad, I've been at a sleepaway camp for almost three weeks. And I'm getting very... Our third and final film is Sleepaway Camp. The back of the box reads, After a terrible boating accident accidentally kills her family, shy Angela Baker, Felisa Rose, returned to Sleepaway Camp, went to live with her eccentric aunt Martha and her cousin Ricky. This summer, Martha decides to send them both to Camp Arovic, a place to enjoy the great outdoors. Shortly after her arrival, a series of bizarre and violent accidents begin to claim the lives of various campers. Has a dark secret returned to camp's past? Or will an unspeakable horror end the summer season for all? From grisly makeup effects to the truly shocking and unforgettable ending, Sleepaway Camp is no ordinary slasher film. It's a cult classic. sentimental to my heart this last but... one i have the uh I, I'll, yeah. I'll do the least talking one i'll let you guys take the reins so why you're not a, you're not a fan so was so was that your least favorite of them which one uh sleepaway camp. okay yeah let's just get into it sleepaway camp um i watched this with you guys i kind of know what sh- your thoughts on on it are um, eat shit and live what it... <laughs> can i ask you something the ending song I didn't know that, that there was a cheesy ass like 80s original song for this movie that was professionally made and you were feeling it. I was feeling it, and the look of when, like, at the, the end, green. it was like neon green. The neon green. I was feeling that vibe uh, because I feel like that captured 
80s cheese and easy's like yeah like an aesthetic that i feel like the, the rest mo- of the movie the movie was lacking aesthetic for me mm. and i feel like the movie needed aesthetic because it wasn't good from like a story wise it wasn't good as a, that didn't anything they like uh, I, aesthetic. I, I feel like even looking i liked it when i watched it but looking back i don't know why i liked it even more than when i watched it I, the first yeah like time you gotta think about this think film about this scene bit. when they were think in about the, it the kitchen it was just so like <laughs> the, the kitchen with the creepy guy there's a lot of stuff was, that there's a lot of stuff to remember about this movie things. i thought the and kitchen one was fun yeah that, that for most slasher films during this time the big the big pot yeah i <laughs> i i i, I think this is i think this is a lot better than a lot of the friday the 13th sequels which i can easily compare to them because they're basically the same thing with uh slasher let's movie talk about I want to talk about the new Halloween for a second. <laughs> yes. I okay. I know you don't like the new Halloween. No. And Halloween I, ends, by the way. Halloween ends. It's never going to end, ever. And no, it ends. I think it ends here. What? Well, it's, it's, Jimmy Lee yeah. Curtis is done, but Michael yeah. Myers is not done. Wait, but he was literally ground up <laughs> into like flesh <laughs> yeah. in the ground. They'll, like, they'll, they'll just start a new timeline. By the yeah, way, yeah. spoilers for Halloween ends. I found it fun and entertaining as a cheesy 80s Halloween time slash movie that captured the essence of Halloween in the way that this movie didn't. What did you think about the ending? Because I feel like that is what sells the movie and that is what people remember from the movie. I liked the ending. I thought it, I, I definitely wasn't expecting shocking? it. It was shocking, for sure. You you said something similar, uh, Justin. You said something about like it coming out of nowhere. And yeah, the- yeah. It comes out of nowhere, but would you rather not have that ending or just yeah. have it end in the clue? The ending made the movie uh-huh. better. But it didn't make sense. But it also made it worse. But, okay, the, but okay. you're watching this the, movie. Are you watching this movie, right? The ending, you already know what, what this type of movie is, right? The ending made the movie memorable, uh-huh. but I feel like it solidified it as like a cult movie. Yeah, there were some clues to like being like, oh, she doesn't even like... like Some people said some things about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's flat-chested or She's flat-chested, whatever. yeah, but... Um, I, it just felt completely tacked on and random. It just felt like they didn't have an ending for the, when they made this movie. And they're like, oh, let's just like make Turn her, a boy. her a boy. And then it has to do with like the the aunt who came in for like a minute earlier, and like it just was completely Dude, the aunt tacked was, on. That, that scene was that, really funny, though. It was. I I like the characters in this movie. As far as slasher characters go, Ricky and and Angela are, are pretty good in my book. I I, I don't. What about Judy? Judy too is pretty is pretty memorable. Angela's facial expressions. I, I can't tell you. Okay, we saw we saw that. Friday the Thirteenth, right? Yeah. Yep. I can't tell you any of the characters' names from there. That's fair. Um, I want to talk about <clears throat> the guy that was in charge of the camp. Oh, the pedo. The the, the other pedo. <laughs> he he was like really looking forward to his date with um that girl. Uh, Meg. And he, Meg. Oh Meg. Oh Meg. <laughs> oh Meg. How could he do this? I'm you gonna like- get him, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> you liked his drip, Justin. You were a fan of his drip. Uh, at the last scene, he was abusive. No, but <laughs> oh yeah, he fucking beat his the shit fits. out of Ricky, his to the kid, to Ricky. Yeah, I don't know why he was, he was so skeevy. I don't know yeah, why he was, he was so skeevy. fixated on 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 um on Ricky on Ricky. He you know, he he had it out for he Ricky. just like he had it in his mind that this kid did this and like nothing will tell him otherwise. Yeah, they were trying to make it seem like like oh she's the serial killer, but she's actually not going to be the serial killer in the end because we're trying to make it seem like she is. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, you were meant to feel like that she was the serial killer, but you knew that she wasn't because it was too obvious. Oh, yeah, that, that that makes, yeah. So, like, you weren't, I guess you weren't expecting her to be the killer. Yeah, because, Because like, of that. Because it was, like, too yeah. obvious. I feel like I did think earlier once, like, could she be? 
But like, I didn't that, think it because it was too I obvious. I wrote it off, but like, yeah. like you said, kind yeah. of, yeah. And I did mention there was a twist in it, so like, you guys were yeah. like anticipating something. So basically, they picked the most obvious. Part of yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. They, it, you, they ma- You thought that it was too obvious, and oh, that's yeah. so, so bad. That would, would never actually happen. Sm- you think it's smarter than it could have been. It's not. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like they were trying to make it seem like it was Angela. I forget the boyfriend's character's name, but uh, were you a fan of him? No. <laughs> He's kind of bland. Dog. He, got yeah. with, he got with the other girl. He was like, yeah, he got with Judy. Fucking fake ass. My rating? Yeah. Um, I'll give it a six. Six? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll give it a two. A two? Yeah. Out of for what? It, I'm giving wait, it a, a six two for out of, what it out is. Of, out, of, out, of, out of ten? Yeah. At, for what okay, it no, is, no, no. Justin? Okay, okay. That's okay. pretty bad. Okay, okay. So wait. Okay, okay, I think it back. Okay, I think it back. A three. A three? Oh. I, I stand strongly by my three. Okay. okay. Um, I give it a six out of ten, too. I Like, it legitimately has some creepy moments in it. I'm specifically talking about the, the ending shot. I think, like, that her face and 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 the pan out and 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 the body and the i could just picture her standing there with so like creepy and you know how they did that it's not actually angela there it's not actually the actress it's a carved out plastic mask on top of another guy's naked body Wait, well, really? i knew yeah. i i could tell it wasn't angela's body i just thought it was right. like a prosthetic but like no, I knew it wasn't a prosthetic. I knew it was I a prosthetic. It was no, like, it's a real. I didn't. It's I not a prosthetic. In my opinion, it's a, it's it looked like her face was just plastered on, like via really effects. You, you or, felt, you could, uh, I could tell it was plastered on. I, I knew feel that. like that. That made it even creepier. That her like, there's no. I didn't mind how it was plastered. There's no it was expression. Like a, it, was fun, yeah. it was. That is one of the creepiest shots. I I think. Baseball scene was great. Uh, Ricky Sombrero was great. It really captures like like what it is like to be like a, a, in the camp as, a, as a, in that age there's a lot of funny like bits over here like there's a bit where like i don't know they're fucking with this kid and, and he gets an ass to the face and it's i don't know that's stupid shit that like a kid would do at yeah. the time and i feel like that is what was missing in like a slasher movie like friday the 13th even the sequels you never see kids actually be kids it's always teenagers mm. it's always the counselors and i feel like this one distinguishes it from that it has like actual kids in in the camp and not teenagers or like 20 year olds playing teenagers so sleepaway camp is almost 40 years old uh it turns 40 next year and uh i think it's kind of incredible how still influential this cheap little slasher movie still is terrifier 2 highly recommended by the way but in terrifier 2 there's a little cameo by Felisa Rose herself, Angela herself. When I saw it in the theater, I was kind of tripped out. I was like, holy shit, it's, it's Angela. Better dick, Angela or Dirk? Dirk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was, that's the, that's the connection you have oh. with the two. Yeah. They both end on shots that's of true. That penises. True. That oh, that's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I feel like, are there any other movies that do? I probably I probably know. not honestly. Probably not. I don't know. Um, that you don't who had know the best that? clothes of the film? Who was wearing the best fit? Of every every single. All the, uh, Wait, <laughs> I I I already have my answer for this. Okay. Um, Burt Reynolds. In what? What is he? In Boogie Nights. What? I got a specific one. Any of them? I thought any of them? Burt Reynolds fits in Boogie Nights. <laughs> no, 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 wait. I'm surprised. Wait, I, I, no, I'm the su- Western though, low key. No, no. The what? Roller Girl. Roller Girl. Yeah. It has to be from Boogie Nights, right? Yeah. There's no other. The, Judy, what about Judy? And like Judy's, Judy's Judy no. shirt, or those uh, the one guy with the denim shorts. 
I what about a what's his fucking name again? Dirk kind of hit when the he, kid, the kid from oh RV. Johnny. No, the, oh from oh Josh Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson's baggy ass clothes. How about that? No, I thought when when the matching outfits from Dirk and, and uh, John C. Riley's character. Those kind oh of, like, that yeah, that hit. Wait, I have Unfortunately, mine. Scotty couldn't fit in them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Scotty. There's like, a lot of good outfits in that movie. It's tough. Picking just one from Boogie Nights. I have. Out. I'm looking for my example from RV. Is a challenge. There's a specific outfit that the girl from RV wore, and I'm trying to find it. The younger, uh, his daughter. Yep. I don't know where I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find it, I, but she was wearing cargo short, uh, cargo capris. Wait, is she wearing it on the box? Oh, maybe. Okay, I got my favorite outfit. Burt she Reynolds. is wearing it on the box. Wait, let me see. No, no, that's no, not, not it. that one. Uh, she was wearing cargo capris, a bright orange tank top with a pink tank top over it, and then um, high heels. Who, who, I'll find the picture. Wait, who is this? The girl from RV. Remember that outfit, Justin? The, the daughter. The daughter. Oh, the daughter. Remember yeah. that oh, one? I want to forget her. No, the one in bad. there's one in particular. Bad. I'm right. never gonna this find one's my people. favorite. You really? I like this one a lot. Wait, let me see the director's chair outfit. Yeah, the, the red. All right, if you're not oh, gonna I have my favorite the, the red one. If you're not the... gonna take uh, Dirk's matching outfits with uh, then you'll take that. I'll take that. That shirt's pretty sexy too. Well, yeah. Well, this is like um, imported Italian nylon, and um, it's like a special edition limited silk print, and it was done by like this really famous um, design artist from Italy. So best best song in that in the three movies. Oh, would, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it? What you mean? God only knows. God only, God only knows. I agree with so. that. Does it work for? You mean as a scene, like as a scene? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree. Although um, it's not from the seventies, right? <laughs> but still. no, it doesn't. But matter. I also like the song that it was fits playing perfectly out of in the scene, the party scene. Oh, driver's seat. I, oh, yeah. The, oh, this. And it all fit. God, was, like, God only knows was the best song, in, in my opinion. I would shout out. Uh, that worked with the scene. I would, I'm going to shout out the ending scene of RV again. I mean, valid. Oh, okay. valid. Oh, that's, that's your favorite song in any of the movie? No. <laughs> um, what about Cherry Bomb? <laughs> Her interpretation <laughs> of Cherry Bomb. Um, no, uh, it has to be from Boogie Nights. And it, it, it I think it. Uh, I'm going to cheat. Wait, which one you did you choose? You don't agree with me? You, we can't see this. God Only Knows? Yeah, God, yeah that's what you I chose said. God but I also really liked the one. Choose, choose a different one, just to be different. Just to be different? Yeah. That, the, then the one that was playing during the party. So, last question. It's going to be an easy one. <laughs> are, which one we're keeping guys which which movie we're keeping which one are we erasing from history oh so one of them doesn't get touched at all uh no two of them just get erased from oh, history oh two get erased one and gets you have to only out. save one yeah <laughs> it would hurt me I but I, I would have to get rid of RV and, and, and sleep awake yeah me too uh, no, no, no discussion here well I disagree RV would hurt I disagree actually no what are you gonna keep um I'm gonna keep RV you're gonna keep Why RV. <laughs> You're gonna keep RV, and therefore it would make licorice pizza the the only seventy uh, time Anderson this film. If you if you if you get rid of RV, then you're not gonna get Triangle of Sadness. Uh, that's true. true. Really, who knows where Paul Thomas Anderson?